Welcome to the Unlearn Yourself Podcast. This is the place to discover and remember yourself as you unlearn who you have been taught to be. We will explore who your true self is by diving into your inner world and creating the most empowering, aligned, and free relationship with you and your life. Okay, welcome back for chapter two. Chapter two of Business as a Mirror. And wow, I'm recording this episode literally the day after I posted chapter one. So it's not even been 24 hours, but so much is moving through me right now. And I really need to capture what's happening in this now moment because... It's some deep, deep shit I'm going through and some deep, deep things I'm uncovering. So after I hit publish on the episode yesterday, chapter one, struggling in self-doubt, I had a great day. I had dinner. I knitted. I watched some YouTube. I did my meditation and I went to bed like at 10 30 or 11 and as soon as I got into bed the lights were out it was dark I was alone my husband wasn't home it was like the perfect environment for my annihilated self to come through and start just being the shit out of me and the backstory about my annihilated self is that I have this part of me which my therapist and I have called the annihilating self And it's a mixture of my parents' voices, their expectations, and who they think I need to be. And this annihilated self is critical, mean, judgmental, like nitpicks me, tears me apart, is swatting at me. And in the imagery that my therapist helped me to, um, like, place on her is like mosquitoes constantly just biting me and they've bitten me my whole entire life so I created my own mosquitoes to bite me and instead of like swatting my arm and saying no I kind of just let them pick me and swat me and just eat me up and that's what the annihilate itself does to me it just eats me apart and picks me apart and judges the shit out of me and last night she came in full force strong And just was like, why are you doing this? What's the point of you doing this? What are you trying to prove here? You're just trying to get attention. Like, this is not going to be any use to anybody. You're just embarrassing yourself. So I felt deep levels of shame in my body. And it was, this was happening throughout the night. And my, my breathing got very constricted. It felt like someone had beat me up. Like my body was hurting so badly. And so by the time I woke up this morning, I felt like someone had bruised my heart or my heart was like bruised and um, aching so badly because she just came in and tore me apart. And I was really, really like stuck in these stories of what she was saying of how like the usual thing of like, I'm an embarrassment. I felt so much shame and how dare you do this? And what's the point of all this? And 
you're just manipulating people for attention and stuff like that. And that's how bad she is. She hurt her voices and how she talks to me. Um, and I know it's her because it's, it has a strong critical undertone to it. Mind you, I was aware that this was all happening to me, but I couldn't stop it from happening to me because she needed to run her course. And that's what she did. So I woke up with a really bruised heart this morning and thank God I had therapy this morning. So I walk into therapy feeling like deep, deep levels of shame in my system and feeling really embarrassed and feeling very, again, self-doubt about why I'm doing this. Why am I sharing my journey, my struggles, my challenges, and how exposing my business has been for me in this public way? Like, why am I doing it in a public way? Why don't I just do it in my journal or in the privacy of a container with a therapist? Like, why do I have to put it out there? And she had some strong, strong judgments around why I'm doing it in a public way. And like I mentioned in the first episode, I have this strong knowing and feeling that my vulnerability is going to be liberating for me. The more I can just be open and real and meet myself where I am, it is going to free me because now I no longer have to be something. Now I no longer have to constantly be trying to prove myself. Now I no longer have to project this image of perfection that I feel like I have to be in order to be worthy and valuable and successful. So this is why I'm doing it in a public way. But the other awareness that I've had is that ever since I was a kid, my parents would always tell me to, to, to not share things about myself. So I transferred schools after sophomore year in college. I was a pre-med biology major. I transferred schools and I was a international studies political science major. My parents told me not to share that. I had an Indian boyfriend. My parents told me not to share that. I had a white boyfriend. My parents told me not to share that. I was in a relationship with a white man for a very long time who is now my husband. My parents told me not to share that. And I didn't realize it, but they constantly were telling me to hide parts of myself, hide my choices, hide the way I was doing things, hide aspects of who I was. And so naturally, I just learned to be ashamed for how I did things and what I did and how I chose to do things and who I was. So I internalized shame for my choices and my authenticity. So I started to hide myself. And the way that this exacerbated or or like it was manifested is in my business. I hid myself in my business for so long. Because I was so afraid and I'm so afraid that if you found out that I have challenges and I have struggles and there are things that I'm working on that no one would hire me, that no one would work with me, that I would never make any money, that I would never be successful. And so I I thought that I had to be perfect. I had to come across as someone who had it figured out, who had it together who knew what she was talking about. So who could hide behind information and who could help people? Because if I was going to do that, I had to know what I was talking about. I couldn't be in process with something in order to help somebody. I had to, I had to have it figured out and I, had to have, and I had to be it first before I could help somebody else. And so I had this deep, deep fear of not being of value to anybody because I wasn't 
I hadn't figured it out yet. I hadn't mastered it yet. I wasn't on the other side of it. And I hid myself in that way. But I also hid myself by not really sharing in the ways that I really wanted to share because I was so afraid that if I did it the way that I wanted to do that I would be rejected. The the theme of rejection for who I am is so big in my life because I have so much trauma around rejection from my own family who rejected me for who I am constantly that I have this belief that the people I'm supposed to help will reject me and will deny my help or will will deny that I can help them. And the reason this is titled Business is a Mirror, because this is where it's showing up in my life. You know, I I firmly believe that for everyone, their path is going to look very different. The way they're wounding, the way their trauma, the way their conditioning is going to manifest is going to be in different ways. And for me, work is in the way because this is what was the talk of the town in my family. I come from a family that prioritized societal positioning, status, money, work in the world. That is all we ever talked about. I don't have much programming or much distortions around my body or the way I look. I don't ever think about those things. But work and how I'm perceived in my work is something that takes up a lot of my airtime, a lot of my thought process, and a lot of my brain mental activity. So understanding that made me realize, wow, like I have been programmed to hide myself. And this is why it feels so uncomfortable for me. Like I feel like I'm in a burning building to do this in a public way. And to just say, this is where I'm at. And I'm meeting myself in real time by by admitting all of this. Like it feels liberating, but it also feels shit scary right now because because that feeling of shame is so strong, that feeling of rejection is so strong, that feeling of vulnerability is so strong. And this is me normalizing vulnerability, that vulnerability is part of the human experience, just like brushing your teeth is, just like love is, just like laughing is. Vulnerability is just like those things and it's a part of the human experience and it's okay for us to be vulnerable. And and for me, it's it's really coming down to just no longer denying where I'm at and what's what I'm in process with and my therapist helped me understand today that I'm in an alchemical death that's happening within me. The reason my annihilating self came in so strong last night and just pounded the shit out of me was because I'm stepping into my autonomous, sovereign, authentic self. The self of mine that is so pure. There is so much purity within me that just wants to help people. That wants to just tell people it's okay to be who you are. 
and I knew that I wasn't okay with who I am. And that was really, really bothering me. <laughs> and this is me learning to be okay with who I am. And my annihilating self thinks, believes that if I am who I am, I'll be rejected. I won't be loved. I will be useless. I won't be successful. I won't get to do the work that I love doing. And that's why she came in so strong because she's dying. There's a death happening in me. And last night for the first time I had that I had like a thought of suicide come in and the reframe that I was able to put around it is there's an alchemical death happening. That is what the suicide represents. There's a part of me that I've lived and identified as and defined myself as is dying. And the part of me that's pure and real and authentic and kind and compassionate and understanding and empathetic and validating and wants to express herself and wants to be a living embodiment and example of a human being going through transformation is coming to life and it's really really scary that's why I'm crying because I'm facing my own darkness and there's darkness in me. And it has been for a long time. And I've denied it. And I've judged it. And it's okay to have darkness within you. We live in a dualistic reality. There is dark, there is light. And for me, I'm going through such a deep, deep death right now. And it's scary. Because I'm exposing myself in ways that I've never have before. And sometimes my mind thinks, why are you doing this? But deep down I know that this is me liberating myself. I'm freeing myself from being anything other than that which I am. And I am a work in progress. I am human. And I am in deep transformation and that is okay. And I'm allowed to share it because by me sharing it, I'm getting comfortable with vulnerability. I'm getting comfortable with my own pain. I'm getting comfortable with my own suffering. I'm getting comfortable with knowing that I don't have to be perfect to help people, to make an impact in this world. To give the gift of who I am. And I didn't know that starting this journey in this public way was going to even unravel even more in me. And I'm so grateful for that because I know that if I had done this and kept this to myself, I wouldn't have been able to access such deep, deep levels of pain and stuckness in my body. And been able to have deeper awarenesses of what's all happening here. So I'm grateful that I'm choosing to have courage right now. But it's hard. I'll tell you, it is hard. Because... Being human is probably... 
the hardest and the greatest thing in this whole entire world. I love being human so much, but it's also so fucking grueling being human in this density on this planet. Um, and I just felt like I had to document this in real time because this is where I'm at right now and I want these episodes to be raw and real and authentic because I know for me, I have a lot of self-projecting channels in human design and talking things out loud actually helps me integrate them and understand them and kind of download them and marinate them in my system more. Um, yeah. One of the other things that came up in my therapy today that I want to share is this whole idea of interject, which I think my therapist said was a Jungian, a Jungian or Justalt therapy word. And interject is something when we internalize a projection from somebody else. So people have projections of us our whole lives. Like your parents have projections of you, of who they think you need to be or who they think you are or the expectations they have of you or how you need to operate in the world or what kind of work you need to do and all those things. And when someone is constantly projecting onto you in that way, and they can do it in a very nitpicky, critical, um, violating, abusive, shunning way, you internalize their voice. And when you internalize their voice, it becomes your own voice. And this voice then becomes something you use to annihilate, attack, abuse, shun, violate yourself. And this is all happening unconsciously. And when you start to like do this inner work of looking at this voice for what it is, which is in truth, it's a protective mechanism that you've adopted because there weren't people in your life who could help you emotionally regulate, who could help you um, understand what was happening within you, who didn't mirror back to you positive, affirming, kind, gentle, loving things about yourself. When your parents are emotionally dependent on you, they need you to be a certain way for them to feel good. And then they don't see the child for who the child is. They're just putting projections on who who they need the child to be. And this is when the child starts feeling not good enough, feeling like it has no value, feeling like it has no worthiness. That's where I've been at most of my life. And so what, how my parents treated me is how I started treating myself. It, it, their voice became my voice. That's an interject. Internalized their voice and it became how I defined myself. And the process that I'm going through right now is no longer defining myself by the way others did and getting a strong footholding in who I am. And this is that alchemical death that I'm going through, is taking that autonomy and stepping into it and being sovereign in who I am and no longer defined by others, especially how others perceive me, especially how others need me to be, especially how, especially needing to fulfill the expectations or the desires of other people. And this is this process that I'm in. But what I have done 
is I have taken my journal and I took a bunch of magazines and I cut out things that represented my annihilating self. So the annihilating self, like another another name for it that I mentioned in the last episode is Cruella for me. And so I went through and I cut down, I cut out pictures and words that represented this annihilating self. The way she feels, the way she talks to me, what maybe what she looks like, how my body feels, anything to represent her so that when I look at the collage or the image that I've made of her, I will know it's her and it will help me have an understanding of her. So I did that in my journal. And so some of the things that I wrote down for myself, so I have like a few images of a super stressed person, an anxious person, someone whose like head is like really hot because she makes me get really highly intellectual and starts to intellectualize everything and like trying to answer questions that don't have answers to. So I wrote down things like expectations, the unchosen one, perfectionist, pressure, victim, this feeling of um, feeling like fiery, fire, fiery charged in my body, like chasing results, struggling, getting lost, do worry, toxic fear, like certainty. She's very certain about things, um, getting burned, defeat. It feels like a desert to me, not smart enough, not good enough. You should, you can't. It's like command central. There's no way. So those are some of the images and the words that I have. And this has helped me start to be in relation with the voice and really see it for what it is, which is an interject, something that I've internalized from a projection of other people. For me, it's my family. And so for you, it could be somebody else. Think of somebody who has had a strong impact in the way you think of yourself and the way you define yourself in a way that's really affected how you see yourself. And this is helping me be in relation with this aspect of myself and see it for what it is, which is a protection mechanism. It's a protective, I don't know, protective part of myself that's just trying to protect me from getting hurt. And Learning this is helping me also understand as as I go through this process of like coming back into my home within me, there's going to be this war that's going to happen and she's going to have blow ups and she's going to freak out because she's going to cling to this because she knows she's dying. And that's what's happening in my system currently. And that's, I'm really, I'm really glad that I documented this in real time because it's going to help me when I listen back to this episode that this is what it feels like, this death, this clingingness of, but this is who I am and I should feel ashamed and I'm unworthy and this is dumb and why am I doing this? This is all her coming in right now, trying to cling and get me to just listen to her. And I know that now I know that that's not, that's just a part of the alchemical healing that's happening in my system. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. I love that this was spontaneous um, and happened in real time. And I will continue to share in real time what's moving through me in these episodes. Um, But I do want to talk about inner child and some of the processes that I've been in with myself. This is one that I just shared, but I'll get into more of that in in other episodes. But for now, this is where I'm leaving it. (sighs) Thank you for taking the time to listen. 
thanking myself for opening up and courageously sharing this because this is also a process for me to really honor myself and so I'm going to do that. I honor you as well. Thank you for showing up for yourself as well and I'm sending you all my love. Stay open. Mm -hmm.